Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 930 in 716. If there was an active crime on the site, we can't, uh, having a business owner say, no, you cannot go on my premises because it's private property, doesn't fly. It's a question of enforcement. If you are a licensed establishment, they could take action against your license. And a matter of opinion. I am not worried that my business is going to go under. We think that you know much as much about what's good for you as the governor does. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716, the COVID report. As Erie County, much of it wallows in a designated orange zone, awaiting a good possibility of red, many businesses in the area are shuttered or severely restricted. And that would only get worse if the status slips to red as we head toward Thanksgiving and Black Friday. It has many business owners fighting back, questioning authority, and questioning enforcement measures. We are protesting the lockdowns. Freedom brings us out here. It's that simple. Freedom. That's Robbie De Niro. He owns the gym Athletes Unleashed in Orchard Park, which is, of course, closed under the Orange Zone guidelines. De Niro and his gym made national headlines over the weekend after a large gathering of business operators inside his closed gym was interrupted by a visit from the Erie County Health Department and Sheriff's Department. The noisy enforcement visit went viral and ended with the authorities leaving. Ever since, De Niro and dozens of business owners have been gathering in protest. I am not worried that my business is going to go under. The government will never... The government will never be the reason I'm successful, and they'll never be the reason I fail. If I fail, it's because of me. This has nothing to do with my business failing. Okay, so we had talked with, uh, you know, the county executive earlier today, and he was saying that, you know, business, now you guys aren't indoors right now, so what you're doing is, uh, I, I presume, totally fine by government standards, but at businesses that, like the one that happened on Friday, was that at your business, that by the way? Okay. There's concern then that, hey, they might pull your permits. They might pull your licenses. You may no longer legally be able to operate your business. Don't you have concern, though, that that could happen, that that's a realistic thing that could happen? I think that's a tactic that they would try. I think that tactic would fail for them. I think the public will very quickly turn against them. My business was closed Friday. I chose to have a protest in my business. They chose not to stop protests any other time. They aren't going to stop my protest. Why do you think they went after your protest indoors? Because we're peaceful, law-abiding citizens. It's easy to show up at a peaceful protest with law-abiding citizens, or so they thought. 
we just happened to know that the law was on our side. We sent them packing. Well, it was it was a gathering indoors though, and you're limited. I think ten people is the maximum limit. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a protest, and nobody's ever going to limit the size of a protest. Why would you guys decide to do it outdoors today? I'm sorry. Why did you guys decide to do it outdoors today? Because it's a protest, and I decided to do it wherever the hell I wanted. Okay. So, uh, what do you hope? What's your message to state officials as we continue to have these rising coronavirus numbers? This has nothing to do with coronavirus. As a matter of fact, the way you ask that question, the way we have these rising coronavirus numbers, I'm not, I'm not arguing whether the coronavirus is real. I'm not arguing science. This is about freedom. Americans don't live in fear. I won't live in fear. We were born with certain inalienable rights given, bestowed upon us by our creator. The ability to live free and make our own choices. And that's so important to us. We can't have safety. We can't have the society we want without the freedom that was bestowed upon us by our creator. The government has no business infringing on those freedoms, whether it's because they think they're making us safe or not. Let us decide how to operate safely. That's what we want, freedom. Now, unfortunately, as you guys continue to go through this too, of course, the, gov the government, you know, they're going to be cracking down. There's going to be these talks about, hey, we're going to go into the red zone now. And then all non-essential businesses would not be able to operate. You're going to have retail businesses that just like yours are going to have uh, problems where the government is saying you got to close down. Um, I guess, what would you tell other businesses that are going through the criticisms? Let me rephrase that. What would you say to other businesses that would find themselves in the same situation as you are under the orange zone? Fight. Fight for your freedoms. Band together. Join us. Fight. Tell the government they're wrong and they're overstepping their, uh, their boundaries and that we know it's best for us. Are you guys going with the legal route to try to sue the governor so you guys can reopen? The legal route only gets lawyers rich. I'm, I'm winning this in the court of public opinion. Uh, with regards to the uh, incident between business owners uh, and Erie County Sheriff's and a sanitarian uh, on Friday evening. The confrontation at De Niro's gym was the subject of questioning Monday during County Executive Mark Polencar's briefing, during which he addressed enforcement measures. The, the business owners asserted that the sheriff and the sanitarian had no right to be there because it was a, a private um, I, w I wonder if you could speak to that on whether they were allowed to go in there and, and, and what their course of action was. Well, uh, and just a, a follow-up question to that. Uh, we had calls today from some activists saying that sheriffs should no longer escort sanitarians on calls like this. Um, can you speak to uh, what sort of risk that might put the sanitarian in if they didn't have a sheriff escort? Well, the sheriff should definitely be escorting. It's part of the enforcement mechanism. The governor mentioned it today. Law enforcement has a role. The sheriffs should be enforcing the law. It's as simple as that. Uh, and, I, and I'm glad the sheriff's office has worked with us to enforce the law. I uh, just remind everybody that just because something's private property doesn't mean the government has a right or can't go in there. Uh, almost every parcel of property in Western New York, unless it's owned by government, is private property. But our healthcare sanitarians, as well as others, have the right to go in and enforce the rules. Uh, this is a business that requires certificates from New York State. Uh, to exist, the same thing with Erie County, uh, and we do have a right to enforce the rules as it pertains to a business. This was not a private gathering of somebody having Thanksgiving dinner in their house. This, my understanding, was a, a fairly large gathering of individuals at a business uh, in which they were talking about how they were going to avoid following the rules. But it's a business, and a business does fall under the auspices of New York State. If you're a corporation or a limited liability company, 
you have to file your papers either incorporating in New York State or somewhere else and then to do business in New York State. And if New York State strips you of your papers, you can't do business in New York State. You will lose your insurance. I know this because I practiced law for, for a number of years, incorporating businesses, limited liability companies, even DBAs. DBAs still require a filing in the office at the Erie County Clerk's Office. So I just want people to understand that there are private property rights that an individual has, but it'd be no different than if there was an active crime on the site. If there was an active crime on the site, we can't, uh, having a business owner say, no, you cannot go on my premises because it's private property, doesn't fly. Police, EMTs, and the rest could go onto the site due to, to stop an active crime. So I just want people to understand that uh, the government has no interest in doing this, but we will enforce the rules, and we will continue to enforce the rules, and I, I thank the Sheriff's Office for supplying staff to do so. Mark, uh, my colleague has a few follow-up questions to Ryan's inquiry about that um, gym protest. I guess the question, the first question is, why were public health officials, sanitarians, even there in the first place? Did somebody call that in to say that something was going to be happening? And then secondly, can you help us understand why this was different from other protests? A couple happened over the weekend. They weren't shut down. So what's the difference here? Uh, my understanding is we received a tip that there was going to be a large gathering indoors. Now, that's always something different than what happens outdoors, like the protest in front of my house. It is outdoors, though I saw a lot of those folks were not wearing masks, and uh, they were really at risk of potentially uh, getting COVID-19. Uh, but we received a tip that uh, there was going to be a large mass gathering of individuals at this location indoors, uh, and it was sent on to the Department of Health and the Department of Health contacted the Sheriff's Office and uh, they responded uh, as, uh, as they're trained to do. The New York State Sheriff's Association is weighing in on the issue, admitting there are prudent steps we should all be taking to stem the spread of COVID. Don't have people coming from all over the country to your home, but we're not going to come in and see how many people are there. We trust your common sense. And uh, we think that you know much as much about what's good for you as the governor does. But, says Executive Director Peter Kehoe, it's not something the sheriffs across New York State will be actively enforcing. You know, this is the problem with this, with this order. It doesn't give us any details. You know, ordinarily, when, when you have a criminal law, it spells out you know, exactly what conduct is um, prohibited, who is to be charged with that conduct what state of mind must be present. None of those things are in, in this order. And if we had a functioning legislature, all of those things would have been addressed in, in a statute where law enforcement would know exactly what they could do, uh, what citizens would know exactly what they could do. They would know what uh, their criminal liability is, what their state of mind required under statute would be. None of those things are in this order. And it's not anything that law enforcement can enforce. When looking at your statement, um, you're talking to the governor, uh, basically saying it would be better to encourage citizens to um, use common sense, to voluntarily adhere to guidance, to use, uh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, that that common sense and uh, common courtesy that you've been talking about. Why do you think that hasn't been the case? And what guidance has, whether it's a sheriff's department 
or any level of law enforcement received as to how you would go about enforcing this since it's not being done that way? Well, we've received no guidance. That's the problem. And, and we don't ordinarily get our guidance from, you know, orders or from uh, press releases, which is really the way this whole thing has been handled by the governor's office. Uh, and, and no guidance at all. We do know pretty much that uh, the governor's office realizes that it's unenforceable, that for us to go into people's homes would be unconstitutional. What he's really done is foisted this off on law enforcement to say no more than 10 people. And, and if there's more than 10 people there and people get sick over Thanksgiving, that's the sheriff's fault. And that's been his whole approach to this, to push responsibility off from him and onto the sheriffs. So it's this is something that we're getting pretty used to. And I think the governor just too much in love with being, uh, you know, able to dictate rather than govern and lead. What we really need is leadership. And, and people in New York would follow good leadership, but I don't think they're going to follow dictatorial orders. Now the legality of it all. Well, understand that uh, these are health law-based. Legal analyst Paul Cambria. They basically would take the position that you're violating the health law, which uh, has penalties, including penal penalties. Uh, So that would be one thing. The other thing is if you are a licensed establishment, um, any sort of license, whether it be hair salon or state liquor authority or what have you, they could take action against your license. So that's two ways that they could enforce it. Now, Paul, many of these businesses are already closed. So um, how how tough could it be for the county to in, enforce rules when they're already closed? Well, if they are closed, there wouldn't be any reason for them to enforce anything if they're closed. I mean, they have to be open and defying the rule in order for there to be some sort of enforcement. Now, is there a possibility? Now, what, what, how uh, with uh, many of the businesses closed, will the county be looking for a restaurant where they're maybe trying to circumvent the rules like we saw last time around? Yeah, I think that they've already indicated uh, in the past that they're always looking for that. They troll social media and uh, things like that, looking for people talking about activities that they've uh, attended and uh, to see whether or not rules have been broken. Yeah, of course they're going to do that. Uh, the issue is whether or not additional challenges are going to be made um, to these various um, uh, restrictions because, frankly, they're putting people out of business. Uh, and, you know, when you do that, the courts should take notice and should uh, scrutinize that kind of activity. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.